All right. Welcome back to Baron of Beverage. Uh, I'm here again. This is the third in our series. We're down to number eight in the best tasting whiskeys on earth. I believe that's the name of that article. I think that was the name of the article. I'm yeah. going for, to forget eventually and mix it all up. But um, So uh, number eight is, uh, as we previously announced, Jack Daniels. Um, and today we're, we're hailing to you from uh, the bar where uh, one of the part owners is a famous podcaster, right? Uh, Mr. Tony Kornheiser. Tony Kornheiser, yes. Sports writer as well. Yeah, right. Based out of Washington, D.C. Yep. We are in uh, Friendship Heights at Chatter on the corner of Wisconsin Avenue and, uh, well, I don't know what the other street is. I can't see a sign from where I'm sitting at the moment. Yeah. But uh, regardless, it's a beautiful day uh, here, so we thought, why not sit outside? So, you know, you're going to hear some other people. Uh, you might hear some cars driving by, uh, but uh, bear with us. Uh, you know, right. Hello, Mr. Honky. So, uh, together, so that was because he honked his horn. Um, but anyway, uh, so we're, we, we ordered ourselves some Jack Daniels here. That's one of the great things actually about um, this list, I think, is almost all of them, maybe, like we said, maybe not the single most, but almost all these you can find in almost any bar. Yeah, you know, for the most part, For yeah. the most part. You, I mean, They're like, all big enough I've bet, I've bet at least seven bar. out of ten. Oh, easily. So yeah. we walked up and, you know, and actually Chris said, you know, do you, what, what if they don't have Jack Daniels? I said, they're going to have Jack Daniels. They're going to have Jack Daniels. And, of course, they did, you know. So uh, so we, we asked for a couple of pours neat with some rocks on the side so we can taste it uh, two typical ways. Although I, <laughs> Chris and I were joking earlier that really the most typical way is most people drink Jack Daniels are... Uh, with cola or with ginger ale. Yeah, cola or ginger. Jack and Coke is a pretty or Jack and ginger yeah. staple. I remember from my bartender days. But um, but we're evaluating these all these whiskeys uh, on the merits of them in, as themselves. Yeah. Um. So the first thing I noticed it, noticed when it came out was it wafted. Actually, when she came up to the table, the waitress came up to the table. Really wonderful wafts. I got bananas and tropical fruits immediately. Yeah. Um. All, I almost felt like I was smelling a rum. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if it quite went rum to me, but definitely a tropical kind of scent that uh, picked up right away on the on the breeze here. Yeah, and uh, and the color is fantastic color, really amber. I mean, the, like when we were talking about the gold color in the last podcast about the Glenfiddich Twelve. Yeah, this is really amber. Yeah, more brown tones, um, beautiful amber color. There's a more impart of the wood, which it makes sense being that it was a you know quote unquote virgin oak right. at the time. Yep, charred virgin oak. So, uh, so what else do we smell here? Spilt a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, you know, can't take yeah. you anywhere, can't Chris. Can't take me anywhere. Anyway, so what, what else do we smell? Well, you get a lot of vanilla, a lot of caramel. Caramel, Maybe vanilla. Little, some nuttiness from the oak, probably. Very well balanced. <laughs> it is a very well balanced uh, aroma. <laughs> we are joking because one of the things that Chris uh, was telling me is he was looking at the... Uh, uh, Jack Daniel's website for this, and they have a pretty good-looking website. It's a very nice-looking website. But instead of having like printed tasting notes, so they have a video where apparently the person who's you know giving you their tasting notes, it says literally nothing about it other than that it's nice and it's balanced and it's a fine-made, balanced, nice, aromatic, nice middle tasting, of the palette, nice, middle tasting of the palate, yeah. middle it's of the road. It's two minutes and thirty seconds of straight-up marketing fluff and no real. Uh, hints as yeah, to what it we, might we, taste like. We might give you fluff, but it isn't going to be marketing. No. It's going to be a little more varied than 
balanced. And balanced. Well, but to be fair, it is very balanced on the flavor and on the aroma. I don't know how it, how something is balanced in aromatics unless like you're comparing it to like, you know, um, how is it, aromatics are they are either complex or singularity or like. Well, I would th based on how, what my nose grabs from it, I, I think he's just. I think he's going for the fact that there's nothing necessarily that stands out in the aromatics. It is a... Oh, there's nothing offensive, like that thing we drove through on the way down here? Exactly. It's it's a non-offensive uh, aroma. Right. So you've taken a sip? I have taken a sip. All right, so you start talking about what you taste while I take a sip. Well, to be fair to the gentleman from Jack Daniels, it is balanced on my palate. It does hit the middle. Uh, you do get oak on your throat, and you get what I always call the three classic bourbon flavors, um, which are vanilla, caramel... Uh, and maybe a type of nut. You, I, I hear varying people argue what those nuts are. I just call it a nuttiness. I like it. Um, Jack Daniels is a self-described Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, I'm going to call this nut Chris that I'm tasting. Um, <laughs> because um, that was marketing fluff if I've ever heard it. But it was right on the money. Um, you taste all of those things. You do. You taste um, all those things. And they are balanced. It is. Um, it's... Um, it, it's 80 proof. I it is. 80, it is. It was lowered to 80 proof. Lowered 80 proof. Originally, it was 90 proof in the 80s, and about 87 they lowered it. Sorry, in, in like 80, the early 80s they lowered it to uh, 86 proof, and then in the late 80s they lowered it to 80 proof where it sits today. Um, it's no age statement on the basic uh, Jack Daniels. We but we know that because it is a straight bourbon, it has to be aged at least three years. Mm -hmm. um, and technically, that's all it takes currently under law to be a Tennessee whiskey is to be made, a straight bourbon made in Tennessee. No, well, in Tennessee, the law was changed. Well, all right, in, in the state of Tennessee, well, right. all right, we should be more specific. You're right. There's a lot under, of legal wrangling going on. Under Most federal of it trade, of Jack Daniels, by the way. Yes. Under federal trade, to be a Tennessee whiskey, you need to be produced in Tennessee and, and be a straight bourbon, which means you have to meet all the requirements and of bourbon. And that's NAFTA. So if NAFTA gets effed with, we could end up with Winnipeg whiskey. We could. We but, could. But in the meantime... In the meantime, in Tennessee itself, though, you're right, the Tennessee state legislature made it more specific to be called a Tennessee whiskey... You have to have something called the Lincoln County process, which right. very quickly described is it's filtered through charcoal. In the instance of Jack Daniels, it's filtered through apparently 10 feet of sugar solid. of solid That's what they sugar call maple charcoal. Yeah, I don't know how you get 10 feet of solid maple because because well, and actually it's not. It's just it's again marketing fluff. Yeah. Because what they do, it, uh, it's a really cool process. It is. And it, to watch it, and they've got videos on it and everything. They've yes. got these little bricks, I think, as you call them, like you know regulated chip sizes of the sugar maple that then you can't use like you know lighter fluid you know no. or whatever because that would taint everything so what do they use they use the white dog of jack daniels to light their fire when they burn these, these they burn these giant piles that are pyres like yeah they, they call them a rick and they're roughly 10 feet tall 10 feet square i mean it, it's I, I couldn't quite tell but they're taller than a man and they burn these things and they light it using uh, Jack Daniel's White Dog because they can't use any other chemical starters, which would cause imperfections in the whiskey. Um, they actually filter before it's barreled. So, right, so, right. So what happens, and that's part of the Lincoln County, County process, process, and the reason it's called that is because once Jack Daniel's was in Lincoln County, which Correct. it is no longer. It is no longer because they redrew the county lines some right. point in the history. So, but anyway, so... So what happens is they take those chips, they become the charcoal, they grind them or, or whatever into these little pellets that then they 
put pack into these uh, cylinders, filter cylinders that are like giant Brita filters, yeah. so to speak, for for lack of a better term. Don't please go buy some other whiskey and pour it through your Brita filter. Although I've heard people who do that to see what will happen. But um, you're not going to get Jack Daniels. That's my point. No, no. And so, um, and so it, 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 it's a continuous still, right? It is a column so still, yeah. It goes throughout, out of there, I think 140 proof is from what I read, and drips down onto that stack, 10-foot stack of these pellets, and then just slowly drips Makes its and way kind of works its way through. Which which gives, um, which removes, well, some would argue it removes some of the flavor. Uh, that's debatable. It definitely res- removes some of the, the various oils and uh, esters and things that are in the alcohol. And the fish oils. And the, <laughs> they're not called fish oils. I just can't say the word that begins with an F that they are. Right. I think okay. it's like fissioles or something. There you I, go. Whatever. It's the fish oils. It's the, fi- the fish oils. Fine. We'll go with fish oils. Um, there's two interesting things, though, I, I, about Jack Daniels um, before we try it with water. Um, it is a, uh, like we said, it, it's a straight bourbon, so it has to be at least 70% corn. And Jack Daniels actually is 80% corn. It has to be 51% corn for a bourbon. No more than 70% corn. Is it no more no than more than 70%, no more than 70%, but yeah. at least 51%. Yeah. So, so then what? Yeah, so they're 80%. But it's, again, they're not typically, they skew from being a bourbon. Yeah. They, they will tell you they're not. And they're um, 12% rye, uh, malt, mm-hmm. barley, and 8% rye. Right. That's at least according to their published materials. Right. And they are also a sour mash. And what that just basically means is each time they run a production, uh, they say 20% of what was there is left to meet the new fresh, uh, to allow a, a, a continuity of flavors, what distillers so will tell you. In a way, it's, it's like a, not a Solera method, but it's in that methodology of always keeping a portion of what was there before to continue and the And that's same before kind it hits of, the distill, before it hits the columns. Correct. Yeah. So that's in that fermentation it's process. In the fermentation and the beer process. So it yeah. keeps the continu- continuity of the yeast in that part of the yeah. factor. Yeah. Which, yeast has a great bearing on how all of the different... Uh, alcoholic beverages come out and Correct. so there's a good reason to continue to have that be continuous um that's great now i i kind of agree that i think one of the things that happens through that filtering process is it takes away some of the possible complex complexities i don't think you can take out all those free radicals or or or, or other you know impurities so to speak that because that's what people do with that's why you charcoal filter you want to get out impurities, impurities. yeah and well and a lot of the flavor, well, I mean, clearly a lot of the flavor comes from the wood. And right. since this happens before aging, um, you, you know, filter as much as you want beforehand, you're still going to have you're still gonna a significant aging part of the yes. aging of the wood. Yeah. But, but it, maybe it's those, you know, uh, you know, impurities that pull other things out of the woods that at a greater rate or a lesser rate or different uh, products that cause those those things. I mean, for me, myself, I mean, it's, it's those impurities of life that seem to make it more interesting. Um, so, but I'm not saying this is uninteresting, but it is not, it is not when, I mean, I've had plenty of bourbons and ryes as of late that are, I just, I keep tasting it and taste new and different things. And like, I come back to it three weeks later when I have my second pour from a special, you know, 15 year old whistle pig or something. And I taste something new in it that I didn't taste the last time. I don't think that's going to happen here. In all likelihood, you're not going to find something new, at least in the... The number seven, mm-hmm. if you will, the old number seven is which is what the base or the entry level of the basic Jack Daniels is. 
um, but you're going to find a significant consistency, yep. and you do find a nice flavor. It is a very drinkable drink. This Actually, is... the more I drink this, I taste apple behind that caramel and vanilla. i got to go for that now. I really do. The more I sip this meat, but... I could see that. Yeah. I don't know that it grabs me. I wouldn't me, call but... it caramel apple, but it's like after the caramel... I have a kind of a brightness of an apple behind it. And not a green apple, but like a red apple yeah. kind of thing. So, now, But now we're going to try it with a couple rocks, uh, which is another common way to drink it without ginger or coke. And it's a beautiful afternoon here, so our ice actually has melted a little yeah. bit. So I'm just putting about four of these ice chips in there, giving it a little swirl. You can see the uh, there is some, despite the chill filtering, there is a little bit of... Uh, loosening of the whiskey. You can see the little dancing going on there as yep. the uh, water meets the alcohol. It's nice. And in this case... Called a dance of joy. I, I mean, we're, what, we're, what I'm finding with most all these that we've tried with ice, it, the, the nose is like... Yeah, the nose drops off. Yeah, big time. Mm. And like several of the other instances, the, the flavor just really gets muted. Yep. Um, sweet. I taste it more like general sweet corn in this. Yeah. Um, after the the water, after the ice, which basically is adding water, you you, you definitely get more of the corn. It, it's muting the other um, other flavors that are there, that were there before. I don't even have the wood that I had. The wood's yeah. gone. No, me. the wood's there on the finish for me, but it's not there in the center of the palate. Um, I think the reason people like to mix this so much is because. Um, when you start to mix it, that sweetness and that... It's still some vanilla there. Those sweet and vanilla things come through. Yeah. And that's the reason people like, in general, bourbons and Cokes and... and as well, because they like vanilla Cokes. And it's it's, come of the, it's some of that with a kick. Um, and, and other things as well. But that's the biggest commonality, is that it's that sweetness they're going for. And, and this certainly delivers on that. I personally think there's a lot more going on when it's neat than on the rocks. I definitely would agree with that. And um, I, uh, I mean, so much so that I don't know if I would ever order Jack on the Rocks again, which is it's funny because, uh, gosh, like, I don't know, 20 years ago, I was in Aspen, Colorado, and um, I was out of money uh, pretty much. I had, like, just enough money to, like, do my laundry for the last, like, well, nine weeks of a 10-week festival. So, uh, thank you, Mr. School Bus. And so uh, a friend, uh, a, a new friend of mine, and now a best friend of mine, would go out with all the time. He'd want to invite me out all the time. I was like, man, I don't have any drinks. Don't worry about it. But he, so we'd go out to the bars, and I wanted to buy something that I knew I wouldn't just slam and be done with. I wanted something I would nurse. So I ordered Jack Daniels. I started out every time I ordered Jack Daniels on rocks. By the end of the summer, I was drinking Jack Daniels neat. Um, because I was like, well, this is not something I'm just going to, like, knock back. Um, but now that I'm tasting this, I mean, now it's 20 years later, I bring a lot more different whiskeys. This on the rocks, this would go down so quick. It does. And, and I have uh, friends who uh, I used to run into at the Owl Bar who were big Jack Daniels on the rocks drinkers. And that was all year long. They didn't drink beer. They drank Jack Daniels on the rocks. And, um, and I'm someone who drinks a lot of whiskey on the rocks. Um, but then again, I tend not to nurse my whiskey on the rocks. I tend to drink it pretty fast. And, and uh, flavor-wise, though, this definitely has all of it when it's neat. When it's 
the minute well, that the, the other thing that comes out more strongly in this and I didn't mention it before when I tasted it neat there was a little bit of kind of a minerality on the finish uh, right at the end of the finish a little minerality to the neat now that minerality actually comes forward on the palate of this one it's not purely yeah. on the finish it's kind of on the back of the mid palate earlier on much earlier on the finish so I, it's not unpleasant but it's just different I was gonna say it, it, it it's borderline. I don't want to say it's. This is. As I'm getting tongue tied here, it, it's almost harsher. Yeah. Because you've got the the depth. For whatever depth was there, neat of flavor, is gone. Yeah. You can taste the alcohol more, which right. is probably why it is mixed so much when it is on the rocks, like a, you know, coke and ginger or right. whatever. Because the flavor component is so diminished that the alcohol Correct. comes more forward in terms of yeah. the flavor component. Like you were saying with the minerality, min minerality of it. Minerality. I, I really can't get that word out. It will. It's like I assure you folks, I have not been drinking until just now. <laughs> it's a fish oil. Nice, thank you. So, but yeah, I, I would say uh, Jack Daniels neat. Yeah, that, that'd be our recommendation for, for Jack. I mean, it does mix for some things. I've had it. I've had Jack Daniels Manhattans, which goes actually pretty well. Not a Manhattan, um, but yes. Yeah, um, but uh, right. But I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I know exactly Everybody's riffing off Manhattans yeah, these days. That's, that's true. Like, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Well, that's like that three is. years worth of podcast series. Especially when you um, factor in all the different bitters and all the different vermouths now. Right, but I think now that but, we have a couple kids sitting next to us, and I know I have a salty tongue, we should probably wrap up this <laughs> podcast, talk about our neck, what's coming up next i was just gonna add um i would just go ahead and spring for the extra and get the gentleman jack uh, oh. or really go for the single barrel the single barrel has a lot of uniqueness uniqueness to it well we're not going to go into those no not we're going to taste those in a future one um and, the uh, future and the next episode for us is uh we're staying in north america but we're going to canada going to canada it's oh, going to be canada. Uh, number seven in the series is crown royal crown royal right which i know chris is very much looking forward to um Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. All right. So here we go. Cheers. Cheers.